Welcome to the Real View podcast, where Ohio realtors connect you to innovators and influencers, keeping you with the real view of real estate. Whether you're a broker, agent, first time home buyer, industry leader, or just happen to stumble upon our podcast today, you can expect to hear tips, tools, tricks, interesting information, and so much more from the experts in Ohio's real estate game. everyone. Welcome to today's episode of The Real View Podcast. I'm your host, Allison Wiley. With me is my co-host, Carrie Blaster. And joining us today is our special guest, Michael Lucarelli. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for um, being here today. Michael is the CEO of Rent Spree, which is one of our member benefits to Ohio Realtors. So we're super excited to have you on today, Michael, to talk about all things rentals. You are the expert. We have tons to talk about today. Um, so thank you both for joining me today. Thanks for having us, Carrie and uh, Allison. Pleasure to be here. Great to meet you guys and everything. Really looking forward to it. You as well. So, Michael, we did kind of prep you for this. Um, as you know, the podcast is called The Real View. And every guest we have on, we like to ask them our signature question, which is, what is the best view that you have ever had? So do tell. What is the best view? You know, I got the pleasure of going to South America, to Chile, and there's this beautiful place called Valley of the Moon. And it just looks like this crazy like moon landscape. It just does not look like it's from anywhere on the earth. So it's like super beautiful, all these crazy like rock formations, super dry kind of desert. And then you have like all the stars. So it's very like just devoid of light. So you can see really the whole like galaxy. Um, it's super, super nice there. And that's probably like the best view that I've ever seen and would love to go back one day. Oh, I love that. That's great. Wonderful. Thank you so much. We love that question because we get to kind of go visit places with our guests and it's just, it's ended up being a really cool question. So thank you for sharing. I'm going to kick off the interview. You know, we, we received great information. We found a lot of information about you. You were a 30 under 30 with Forbes, a very young CEO of a fantastic startup, grew up in Long Island, which of course, you know, ended up out in California at Pepperdine. So talk with us a little bit about what getting there was like. You're a realtor, right? You have your real estate license, all kinds of stuff going on. Talk with us about your time at Pepperdine because that is where the idea for Rent Spree came, correct? Yes, that's correct. And I think it kind of starts off somewhere, as you mentioned, originally from the East Coast. And I think like it's um, what brought me out there is like a little bit interesting. I, I think I just got kind of sick of the weather for the most part, you know, like I don't know about like the weather by you guys for the most part, but like on Long Island, it's pretty much either like hot and humid during the summer and like with mosquitoes and during like the, the winter, it's like really wet, rainy and cold. So I kind of was like, oh, I'm kind of ready for a change. So I kind of packed up and like kind of drove out one day um, kind of out of the blue um, to, to California. And um, I kind of just stopped when I got to Malibu at Pepperdine. So it seemed to work out pretty well. That's awesome. The weather in Ohio yeah. sounds a lot like the weather in New York. We yeah. have like all weather in one day. I don't know if that's happens in New York too. We can have rain, sun, snow, all yeah. of it in one day. So that can happen. Yeah. And there is a better way. I'm glad to say that there is a better way out there and I seem to have found it, but, um, yeah, could you have picked? I mean, a more a more gorgeous place. I I have seen Pepperdine when I was out visiting um, in California and seen that campus. And I mean, wow! If you're gonna leave and get out of um, you know bad <laughs> weather, you ended up in a pretty good place to be. Yep. Yeah, it was a little bit distracting to kind of focus on your studies when you're uh, seeing those beautiful views and the beach every day. But 
Um, so yeah, I came out, I came out there and, um, I was actually going to school for my MBA and I was on the entrepreneurship track. So kind of like doing that, um, I ended up connecting with my partner there and really like the idea from Rensbury kind of came from the renter side, which was interesting. So I kind of have like a little bit of experience on both sides, having my real estate license now, and also being a renter at the time, just kind of moving to a new area. You really have those same pain points that everyone has. Like you have to apply to multiple places, filling out the same information, paying fees over and over again, like to apply, you don't really hear back a whole lot. So it's just very like disorganized and just something where I saw that it was pretty much done that way for the past 30 years. So kind of like, oh, it's time for like a little bit of a change here. So we tried to really create like a standardized um, rental process. And so while we were launching that, that's when I started like working a little bit more with real estate agents. So I'm not, I never worked full-time as a real estate agent or anything like that, but I did hang my license at a Remax. I worked with the agents and I kind of like really worked with them to learn a little bit more about how they were handling rentals so we could really tailor a tool. So I would like sit with them at open houses, like try to have them see how they were screening applicants and really how the rental transaction was going down. I got a lot of great experience working with all of them and seeing really firsthand how it was done. And so I started seeing like a lot of, the, a lot of these pain points on the realtor side in dealing with rentals as well. So like, you know, maybe it started on the renter side, but then you see like all these realtors, they would just have a lot of, you know, just trouble getting access to data that they need to make informed decisions. Oftentimes we would see agents would collect like a credit report directly from the applicant, which is a little bit like tricky because like nowadays, like anyone could just like easily Photoshop their credit score, like on a whim, like within like 30 seconds. So there was a lot of that kind of stuff going on. And so we wanted to create like a really nice way for them to be able to access this data and make sure that it's coming from a secured source and then do so in a very, I would say, efficient manner. Because as you know, like you don't tend to make a whole lot from rentals and like rental commissions overall compared to sales transactions. Um, but nonetheless, it can be a great source of income. It's just something that you need to make sure that you're not spending an excessive amount of time on a rental transaction, because then if you start like wasting hours on it, it quickly becomes like not really worth your time. And Time is pretty important for realtors. So we try to like kind of optimize for that too. Yeah, definitely so important. We know how busy our realtors are. And so much of that is relationship building. And, you know, we know how much time that takes to build relationships. So, um, you know, you, so you kind of understood as a renter, you were like, if I'm experiencing these issues, I can only imagine, you know, what the other side is experiencing as well. So understanding kind of some of the issues that you mentioned, then this idea was born um, rent spree, which I'm sure is like your, your baby, you know? Um, yep. So talk about talk about rents free. Um, you know that how it allows agents and owners, you know, to to really qualify applicants and, and make sure you know um, that whole process is dealt with uh, directly yeah. through you guys, and it's super easy. So talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, and like first off, too, just like going on that entrepreneur entrepreneurial journey, like I uh, I couldn't imagine working for anyone else like anymore. Like going forward after like doing this, and I just feel like a lot of like realtors are like that as well, right? They're pretty much self starters, building their own businesses. So I have a t- tremendous amount of respect for what they're doing and seeing the hard work that has to go into just even like the smallest milestones. It's just surprising how much work it takes to get to those little things. So being able to help them is definitely like really awesome for us and getting great feedback on it. But basically, like what you mentioned are like the really important things that realtors should be focusing on, like relationship building and making sure that like transactions go smoothly and um, building business and building your sphere of influence and all things like that. And so the last thing that really realtors should focus on is just going back and forth needlessly on minute details of a transaction that really should be automated. And so with Rensbury, like we just saw like a lot of just crazy things where 
they would have to basically print out a paper rental application when someone wanted to apply, send it to the renter, the renter would fill it out by hand. And I'm telling you, like I did this like many times I've seen like everyone that I knew had to do this at certain times. And these like, you know, you, you just fill it out with your hand and you can't read it. Like I'm telling you, my handwriting's terrible. I don't know about you guys. So I feel yeah, bad for the person yeah. that's got to read my application. So and I mean, like, gotta, paper, I mean, how much is really written these days? You know, I feel like there is so much that's all electronic and online. You feel like yeah. I feel like I've forgotten how to write. You know, like when you go to the doctor for your annual and you have to fill out all that paperwork and it's like, I, this is bad. This is really, really bad. When I write a piece of mail, I'm like, what? My handwriting. I'm like, I haven't seen this in a while. Like, it's so weird. Yep. And then mine was even worse too. I remember one agent that I was working with, they had me fax something like, hey, fax this. And I was like, fax this? Like, are you joking? Like, oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. We still have one in the office too. It doesn't get used often, but- same thing. Some people still. I was like, where do I find a fax machine? Should I go to like, um, you know, like the Natural History Museum or something and try to find like some old like. <laughs> That's right. So a question for you. Do you have a tech background or like is does your partner have a tech background? Was it, you know, how did you actually build this concept? I mean, this is fantastic. I think we all are so accustomed to apps and working within, you know, closed yeah. systems to accomplish tasks. So this is great. But how did you actually put this thought into an application? I think that's a great, great question. And that's a really important thing that people need to like find and put together those types of resources. I don't have a technical background. I really come from finance and financial analysis is what I was doing before I kind of went back to school. So I was working with like Excel and spreadsheets and like financial statements and all that stuff, which is important for running a business too. But that stuff I think is a little bit easier to kind of like learn and pick up than like, you know, computer coding and everything. So I was very fortunate that I have my partner that I met and he has an engineering background. We're able to kind of pull together a team from actually some of his former coworkers. So that's very fortunate. And he actually does a great job handling all that. So we are able to build this like streamlined and automated system. But I could just imagine how hard it is to find like someone to do that kind of work. If like if you have an idea, it's really, really challenging to kind of like make that, you know, kind of translate that to reality. Yeah, absolutely. So we cannot not talk about COVID because that has completely taken up all of our lives um, for the last you know year plus. What a year it's been! Um, every industry has experienced you know changes, significant changes. We are full remote. You know, before we uh, went full remote, we had a member who said, "You all should check out this thing called Zoom." And we all were like, oh my gosh, one more thing to have to learn. John Mangus, why are you so progressive? And then, you know, literally within a couple months, we were, that's all we do, right? Our Zoom. And it's become kind of like a a verb, right? Kind of like Google. My kids say, I don't know, Google it, you know, and it's, hey, you want to hop on a Zoom. So talk to us a little bit about, you know, how the, the renting, you know, market and that piece of the real estate industry has been experiencing COVID and specifically what you've seen happen and kind of transpire within your own company and what you've done to react. I think first and foremost, like we've seen, it's it's been really unfortunate for a lot of people across the board, right? Like namely, like you, most people just think about like tenants and renters and like, unfortunately, like many of them, like they may have lost their main source of income and they might get like laid off or put on temporary leave. Um, and that's just really, really definitely like unfortunate for them. 
Um, but like also looking on the property side too, it puts a lot of these like landlords and like property managers and even like agents to some extent in a little bit of a tricky position as well, because now like you have possibly a tenant at, at your property that seemed like they were like great and they were like paying rent on time. And now like that person, unfortunately, you know, ran into some hardships and that kind of comes down on maybe a landlord. And what I think people often think about when they think of a landlord are these like kind of multimillionaire, like kind of corporate, just like overlords that like oversee and like rule with an iron fist. But a lot of landlords out there and the ones that are actually impacted most are actually like mom and pop landlords. And they, they might own like they might be a retired couple who put their savings from their lifetime into an investment property and they're still paying off a mortgage. And there's not really like a whole lot, you know, I guess like margin in, in there for them to like be, not be getting paid rent for a while. So there's lots of things like that where just a lot of those individuals aren't getting relief. And then what kind of compounds upon that too is that a lot of the small business, like the small like mom and pop landlords, they actually tend to um, have a higher proportion of them who are Hispanic and black. So you start seeing like some of these things as well, where it's just these disadvantaged, like disadvantaged groups that have difficulties in other areas. And now you see it's even like impacting them adversely when they are able to like save up and buy an income property as well. So there's just not a whole lot of relief out there for them. But, um, you know, like one of the things that um, we just think about a lot here at Rensbury and how our company has been impacted, um, it's really like underscored the need to make sure that you're really using proper screening and just thoroughly looking into applicants and making sure that they can meet the financial requirements of a rental. And I think like you have like, again, I'm really unfortunate that there are people out there that lost their income or they're having to take a hit or reduced hours or whatever. But making sure that they're being properly screened now, like a lot of people that weren't really vetting tenants in a thorough manner prior to this, maybe you can get away with it when things were all like peaches and cream. But now you do like really have to be careful about um, who you bring into your property, especially if there are like eviction moratoriums or anything like that, where you have like maybe trouble coping with it if that tenant does have an issue. And you maybe need to be really careful at the forefront and be aware also of like the laws that are kind of in play. But across the board, it's had a really... I think like underscore the need for something like rent spree so that you can make sure that you're making really deliberate and informed decisions so that, you know, you can um, protect your business and yourself. And no more paper applications. <laughs> and no more paper applications. That's a big thing. Well, that was the thing too, because a lot of the time, you know, you would like meet people in person and have them like fill out this stuff. And it's like, oh, and now I need a way to do this online. So that was another thing too, where a lot of people kind of came to rent spree as well. So yeah, I mean, in a time when we're trying to, you know, stay safe and stay distanced, being able to do this kind of transaction in an app and on a platform is certainly advantageous. Have you seen your business grow during this time? Kind of stagnate? Has it lessened? Like, what is the activity? Yeah, I think it's kind of like the Zoom effect, you know, like, you know, you can think of like, maybe like, you had maybe like a, a younger coworker or more tech savvy, like a tech savvy coworker who was like, Hey, um, use rents free for your rentals. And then you might have like a bunch of people that are like, oh, like whatever, I don't really need that. Like I can just like get my application when I show the property to the person, to the like prospective tenant. But now it's like, oh, like now you find that you really need something like this. So I feel like it's kind of like that zoom effect that you had kind of mentioned a little bit at the beginning, beginning where like people maybe weren't really like, oh, I don't really need that. Or, you know, we can just jump on a phone call and it's fine. But now you kind of like need to start changing your behaviors. So we've seen a tremendous amount of growth with Rentspree and just a lot of people adopting it. People that were like, didn't think that they needed an online streamlined screening process. Now they're like, they, they actually truly need it. So it's a really great tool. And like, it's nice because it, you know, again, like kind of with the busy life of a realtor, 
they can just kind of sign up. It takes them 60 seconds to start really screening their first tenant. So from like never using this platform, you can just jump on um, and then start screening them like right off the bat. So it's pretty like streamlined for them to get started. So we've seen a lot of growth this year and last year. This episode of The Real View is brought to you by the Ohio Association of Community Colleges. Ohio's network of community colleges provides accessible training that accommodates the busy lifestyles of aspiring real estate professionals at half the price of a traditional university. With convenient locations in every part of the state, as well as online options, Ohio's community colleges are your smart choice for pre-licensing education. For more details or to start the journey to a real estate career, visit the education page at ohiorealtors.org and then click on the pre-licensed course locations. So you're a national company. I would imagine there's certain areas across the country where you are more active than not. I would also hypothesize that perhaps there are more users of rent-free in urban areas. Do you have a more rural presence at all? Yeah, we have um, We have a couple. Um, we obviously have a little bit more um, activity here in California just because that's where I am. And back when I was like starting rent-free, I would like drive around to like every brokerage in the area for like hours on end, like sitting in traffic, like all the way like three hours, like in a radius all around, like every brokerage I would be pitching to them so that I like, you know, didn't get a chance to do that yet in every state. So maybe I'll have to work on that um, once we can like meet people in person. But um, so we'd have a little bit more activity in California, but across the board, we actually do have a, a pretty uh, good distribution across like the other states, um, like Ohio. With Rentspree, we partner, I think, with like maybe 15 or so state realtor associations, three of the top five, a bunch of different MLSs. We partner with 100 brokerages or so. So we have a pretty good presence across the board. And like, obviously, it probably does skew a little bit toward like urban areas. Um, and that's another thing that's really interesting for us to be able to provide like real estate trends and data for people that might need to like take a look at the rental market and for like members that might need to see a little bit more so. Those are t- some of the things that we can provide because we do have a pretty widespread presence right now. Yeah, definitely. So I know, you know, with with everything that we mentioned, there's a lot of, uh, you know, moving components when it comes to uh, renting on both sides. So I would love to hear from you. You know, you are someone that's been on the both, both sides of things. What are some skills that you think are essential for realtors to possess as they work and handle with rentals? Yeah, I think like number one, like, Aside from just getting the transaction done cleanly, which is really important, and that's like a lot of what Rentspree helps with, it's just getting your online application and your credit, criminal, and eviction report. I think there's a lot to be said for just making sure that like people are just checking references properly right now. And so there are a couple of questions like on our website, I'm sure like I can send you guys the link, but there are like a couple of easy ways that we can kind of like share about the best ways to check references. And so oftentimes like if you are crunched for time and you don't want to spend like an exorbitant amount of time working through and like going through references, we do have an auto reference checking feature. And then on top of that too, like what I like to recommend to people is that let's say you're limited in who you're going to be able to get into contact with when you're checking tenant references, at the very least to be able to get into contact with number one, their current employer to verify like their current income and employment status and all that stuff. And then number two, not so much being able to contact the current landlord but making sure that you actually just get into contact with the previous landlord. Because oftentimes when you check a reference with the current landlord, 
they're not as likely to give you the full story because they might have a little bit of a vested interest. Like let's say it's not a great tenant that that current landlord might just want that tenant out of their property. So they might not give you the full picture. You're more likely to get a complete picture from the previous landlord who has no, they have no horse in the race. So I think just being careful about checking references, that's definitely one of like the main things that I would think about. And then the second thing that I think the biggest mistake that I see that realtors aren't really like doing when they work with rentals is to make absolutely certain that you're tracking every person, every renter that you come into contact with, because really in the end of the day, every renter is really just a future first time home buyer. So a lot of the smartest realtors that we work with, they do a great job of like utilizing some kind of CRM or some kind of even just like a basic way that you can maintain, you know, like who have you been contacting with, who have you been helping? And like with rentals too, like oftentimes they might think about you rent out like um like a like a single family home and you rent it out to a couple and that's two people, right? But aside from the two people that you actually rented the property to, you might come into contact with in some cases, depending on how hot that property is or how it's priced, you might come into contact with 10, 15, 20 different prospective tenants. So those are all people that if you do a good job, you can actually keep track of them and be like a resource to them and like position yourself to help. And then when they want to at some point in the future, purchase a home, you can be kind of positioned there. So I just see like a lot of pe- like people, they just like kind of let everything like kind of slip through the cracks and then they end up really like losing out on these opportunities where these are like really valuable leads that people are coming to contact with. They're all renters. They're all going to like pretty much buy at a certain point, possibly soon. And then on top of them, when you do work with rentals, you can see like a little bit of information. Like let's say you sign the lease with someone, you know, it's like a 12 month lease. So you should be making like a note and automating like a follow-up for that. Like, hey, like this person's lease is going to be, you know, they have a 12-month lease. So maybe after nine months, you start like you check in with them and just see like you can help them with their next rental. Or, hey, like maybe you can give them some resources about like credit repair or helping them to like maybe qualify for a mortgage or just giving them some options because people might not know either. So you can be a resource for them and position yourself in a strong position to get a really valuable um, buyer and be a resource to them and help them out. That's all great advice and so true. You know, they are probably one of the easy, easiest access to potential home buyer, you know, that our realtors and our members will work with. So very true. Uh, great stuff. If you had a crystal ball and you were to peek into the future of rentals, <laughs> what do you think that looks like? I mean, I'm sure you're kind of, you know, on the brink of it with just the work that your company does with this more online, um, you know, app function and um, online world. So what do you think the future, what's what's in store for the future of rentals if you, if you had to take a guess? <laughs> Yeah, I think like with like a lot of the impacts that we've seen from COVID, you do see these people that, you know, like people did lose their main source of income in some cases. And so as a result of that, people have to, in some cases, dip into their savings, which they might have been saving up for like a possible down payment at some point. And so it's going to delay a little bit. I think when people might have normally been able to buy under normal circumstances, they're going to have to be renting for a little bit longer than probably they had wanted to And so just keeping in mind that I think we're going to overall see like an expansion and inflation of the rental market as a whole. You're going to see a lot of activity, especially when like certain areas, um, whether they are going to be lifting up eviction, like eviction moratoriums or they've lifted them already. You're going to see a lot of movement there, a lot of people renting for the long term. And it also is a little bit similar to what we've seen back in like 2008 with the financial crisis. That was when like the first time that you saw really like the percentage of home ownership dropping and going on like a different course and the percentage of rental occupied units increasing. 
So you see like a closing of that gap where less people are really like owning and more people are renting. And so I think you're going to see that kind of like those two lines further converge together and just overall like growth of the rental market like for the next, you know, three to five years, I would say. Definitely something to keep an eye on and something we'll we'll watch out for, but good good stuff for our realtors and our members to know. So um, any last words, thoughts, you know, advice before we wrap it up here today? No, I just think, um, you know, just make sure that you guys are just being aware of your time. It's your most valuable commodity. I've said it at the beginning, but I'm um, just being really cognizant of that and how you're spending your time and making sure that you're focusing on the highest value activities I've always found and just being a, just a fellow entrepreneur that that's really like the thing that resonates the most with me. So just being very aware of that. And um, yeah, I, I really appreciate you guys taking the time to you know chat with me today. I had a lot of fun. Yes. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, uh, Michael. It was our pleasure as well. And for all of our Ohio realtors who are listening out there, Rent Spree is a member benefit exclusively to um, the Ohio realtors. So make sure to check that out if you guys are interested. Michael, Carrie, thank you both for being with me today. This was awesome as always. And we will talk to you guys soon. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to The Real View. That wraps up today's episode. You can keep up with the latest on the podcast at ohiorealtors.org slash The Real View and on Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Have questions, comments, or suggestions? We want to hear from you. Email us at podcast at ohiorealtors.org. We'll see you next time. This has been a Humble Pod production. Stay humble.